Celtic Down Under. This is episode three of our Spotlight series. Today we'll be learning a bit about the Singapore Tim CSC. Okay, we're joined for another episode of our Spotlight series by Sean, Harry, Kevin, Jerry and Grant from the Singapore Tim CSC. How you going, boys? All right, so in our Spotlight series, we are... Keith reason we call it spotlights, we're putting a doing a focus on one CSC at a time. So you guys are next off the rank, so thanks for your time with this. Now um you wanna tell us a little bit about your CSC, when it was founded and by who? Uh, hey Jared. Well the Think Thames were founded by myself, Harry Murphy, and a guy called Tom Flaherty. Uh both from East Kilbride uh, in Glasgow. Uh, it was late August 1999. Uh, Tom tragically passed away on a business trip to Abu Dhabi uh, two or three years later. Um, so the first home for the St. Tim's was a little pub called the Yard Pub in River Valley Road. Uh, we had about 70, uh, 30 members and we had gathered uh, most Thursday nights to watch the previous week's games. Uh, there was zero coverage of Scottish football in Singapore then. Who's uh, uh Anyway, we were lucky enough to receive a videotape uh, tape of most games from a member of one of the CSCs in Sydney whose mum sent it to him via FedEx. He kindly copied it and he sent it to me also via FedEx. Plus things like Only an Excuse, Ricky Fulton and other comedy shows. <laughs> the membership grew quite steadily then and as a result we had to move to a larger pub at Molly Malone's. It just opened in Bokey and, and we struck a deal with them to watch most of the games. So this time it was getting, you know, we were getting some live games, uh, which was good. Uh, at that time, censorship was very much enforced in Singapore, and I had to go to the censor's office every Thursday to collect the tape and pay the appropriate fee. The funny thing was when the only an excuse was included, the censor stamped the package with foreign language on it. <laughs> so what did it entail? Just because I've never heard of that before myself, so... Was that because of a cultural thing or was that because of language or what was the reason behind that? Well, it, it's still the same today, to be honest. Censorship in Singapore, you know, overrides everything, uh, really. Um, but it, it's not so bad now. I mean, we get good coverage for even for Celtic games uh, things. It's, it's not really a problem now. But... Politically, it's a problem in Singapore, uh, if that's uh, if that answers your question. Um, anyway, the, the membership, uh, as I say, we went, and we went into Molly Malone's, uh, and uh, with the advent of the internet, and if you might be aware, you know, of companies that are groups like the Dogs Bollocks, and Eaton's, etc. Our membership grew. Uh, 
because of that. Uh, so we, we managed to get up to about 90 people. Um, so it's just, for Singapore at that time, was, was pretty good. It, it, was, it was excellent. Um, the financial collapse of 2008 meant we lost a lot of our members, uh, especially all those working in the oil and gas sectors. But in the last two or three years, we've seen a number uh, things have improved. We've seen a number of new members uh, and a few original coming back again uh, in the oil and gas. Uh, and it's the membership, is, which uh, will give you a bit and some more, more information that's gone, that's gone up. Uh, in January 2011, uh, we had none other than the great Ron Stewart himself. Harry, 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 I think we're going to get to that later. Come on. Yeah, I'll come, come to that later. Okay. All right, thanks. That, that's as much as you're getting from me. Regarding <laughs> 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 the membership uh, and, the, uh, and, the, and the club itself, which is still thriving. Yeah, so currently how many members do you have and where do you meet up for games? Is it still at the same pub or have you gone to a bigger venue? Yeah. We'll let Sean do the where do you meet uh, and games, Sean, and then uh, I'll be co- I, I'm, I'm, it's Jerry, I'm responsible for membership. I'll, I'll give you the exact numbers of membership, etc. Sean, where do we meet? Yeah, so at the moment, Jerry, we meet in a pub uh, in Central Singapore in Clarkey called McGettigan's. Uh, it's an Irish pub. Uh, and we've been currently at that pub It'll be uh, three years uh, this uh, November, I think it is. Or actually, no, we don't know three now. Three years? About three years. years. Um, so it's quite a central pub. Um, at the moment, uh, in the bar, uh, we kind of have a, an agreement with the, with the guys who run it that uh, if we get more than 20 members, they'll put us into their private bar upstairs, uh, which is really good because then we've got our own space up there with, with, with the barman up there as well. Or if we're less than 20 uh, on any given game night, then we'll... Uh, We'll just watch it in the in the back section of the pub uh, with other other games going on. Um, and I've been here now ten years, and, and before that, we're in a, a wee bar called Bojangles, uh, which was the first my first thing experience, and that was a brilliant wee pub uh, because it was our it was our own bar. Um, it was a small bar, but we basically had all our Celtic stuff up on the wall all the time. Didn't need to touch it. Um, but uh, I guess a disadvantage to some people might be the fact that it was uh, the location was a wee bit out of the city centre. It was like you turn up a road for about a kilometre, it was just rainforest, um, and then there was this wee bar in the middle of uh, two condominiums. But it was a great spot in the fact that it was our own pub. But unfortunately, we just had to leave because uh, we're trying to stream more games, which is what we're doing a lot over the internet, even through Celtic TV. Um, they couldn't, uh, or they couldn't get fiber, internet, or cable installed into that particular location. So it just became a case of, you know, watching games which are buffering every kind of minute to 30 seconds. So then yeah, we pushed on to another Bojangles, and then we ended up to the place where we are now. So um, yeah, pretty central part of Singapore, uh, but a good good location for us nonetheless. And how regularly are the games shown in at your current CSC location? Yeah, so we show um, every weeknight. So uh, every weekend, we'll show all the league fixtures, uh, cup fixtures, whatever's on. Um, with our time difference here, we're about seven hours or eight hours ahead of the UK. Um, so we get in most games, uh, even Sunday games, because they're normally for us about, about a seven o'clock or eight o'clock kickoff. Uh, 
unless there's a Celtic home game at 10 o'clock. We'll still show it, but obviously with it being a school night, we don't get as many guys there. Champions League games, uh, we don't we don't show just because the bars aren't open. Uh, unless it's an Eastern European game with kind of like a you know kind of a midnight kickoff, uh, and sometimes we'll show those ones. All right. So next one we've got is about memberships. How many members do you currently have, and what's the membership process that you have at your CSC, and what cost is involved? <clears throat> Sure. So it's Jerry again. I'll take that one. So we, we we've run for a, the last several years at about 75. Uh, we we tried a couple of years ago to cap it at 67, but uh, Kevin insisted on selling a, a few extra memberships. I was I was keen we just capped it at 67, but anyway, so we ended up at about 75 a couple of years back, and 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 that's that's pretty standard for us. We do have uh, as Sean and Harry both said, we've got pretty transient community in Singapore so we get a whole bunch of people that'll that'll come through and uh, and come through for a game or two and, and wherever possible we do charge for membership so wherever possible we do charge uh, people we give them a, a card so we've got a nice little card we give them now this season we're giving them a, a badge as well uh, for being a member of the club so it's 50 bucks uh, for membership uh, we get discounted uh, beer, etc. So I mean, if, if someone's in the pub and they're they're drinking half a dozen beers, then they've typically got their money back. And you know, and for us, that's just a that, that's just a way to go and raise some cash uh, for us to go and put into the coffers, uh, which Grant manages to uh, to to give to charity. So uh, so 50 bucks, everyone's welcome. Get a card, get a badge, nice keepsake for uh, for people coming through the town. But typically about 75 to answer the question. And if can members bring friends with them to the CSC? Yeah, as Kevin here, just um, so yeah, members can bring anyone they want. Um, so members are sensible enough to know who to bring, who not to bring. Um, so yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and you know, the members will bring their families that are travelling. Uh, they'll bring their own families, their kids, or whoever. Yeah, so they're all very welcome. And if you've got um, out-of-town members from other CSCs, like if I was, and if someone from Australia was travelling through, would we be welcome at the CSC? Or if people are coming from Glasgow, are they welcome there? But you know, even better, isn't it? You know, we, we, we do, and you know, I've seen it since I arrived the second time. I've been here four and a half years. I was actually here about two years before that when I was in China. And I went to the second time when I was travelling. And you know, the welcome I got in Bojangles was absolutely amazing. And it was with me. And it still will with me. Will with me forever. And and I believe that the committee still holds that up today. And and I as part of the committee now that I've moved here is um, I'll enhance that and and join with the guys. So when we get people that we don't actually know, we know they're kind of travelling. They're normally going on holiday somewhere. We're fortunate that Singapore is a huge hub for travel. So, and hopefully we're quite easy to find. Uh, the beauty that we've got, um, you know, I was listening to the KL Celtic Divorce um, podcast, um, and it was brilliant. And a, a lot of people go there. The, the, the advantage we have in Singapore, Singapore is tiny. Right? So I think it's about the size of Greenock, <laughs> where I'm from, right? So it's so easy to get to. 
Um, and we have a huge amount of people travelling, um, and the committee do a wonderful job. And, and it's not because we have to, because we want to. Uh, getting to know them, where are you from, and hopefully they have a good experience in that. I think most of the time, if not all of the time, they do, you know, all they have is good work for that. But, um, so that's travelling people, people from anywhere, uh, Jared, um, they're very, very welcome and they're, they're a pleasure. Uh, it's always great to see them. You've met some wonderful people on the way. Mm. Jared, is Harry again, uh, just to uh, go on a little bit. It's amazing, uh, you know, the number of uh, exchange students and things we get uh, from Glasgow into Singapore, and you know, they all come together, Celtic, you know, they, they turn up with their hoops on and the things. You know, it, it's amazing. Uh, and people who come over for weddings on their way to Australia or coming back from Australia, and somebody told you, you know, they didn't go, go and talk to Harry Murphy or go and talk to... Uh, whatever, uh, this is the place to be. And it's fantastic. The number, I would say in the last two or three years, uh, the number of people we have uh, watching the game, uh, there's a large quantity of them are visitors, you know, on their way in or their way out of Singapore uh, or just coming there for a honeymoon or whatever. So it's fantastic. And we love it. I absolutely love it uh, when they're here. There's lots of people with lots of photographs of, Sing, of the Sing Tim's flag at games, that's for sure, Jared. I've yeah. seen a few of them myself. Like, yeah. That's the thing I'm really loving about doing these podcast series is that I'm learning, like, myself being based the opposite side of the world to Scotland, like, I understand, like, we all love the club, but hearing some of the stories and about people can come along and we're all one big family, it's just great to see. So, yeah, it's good to hear that people can come from other other CSCs or other countries and just come along and enjoy a game with the locals. That's always a good thing. They normally get free beer as well. As uh, I, I, Probably the same in most CSCs, I guess, when we've got visitors, we like to look after them and, and, and we love them to tell good stories about to their friends and family about uh, being in Singapore. That's what we like. <laughs> All right, so we'll go on to next one. You touched on it a bit earlier about um, charities. So do you run any raffles or promotions or any fundraisers at the CSC and do you support any particular charities? Hey, Jeff, this is Grant here. Yes, I'm the treasurer and... Um, you know, fundraising is very close to our hearts, as you'd expect with the, you know, the history of the club and obviously CSC. So, over many years, I think there's loads of fundraising activities been done. Um, I've been around the last five years or so and put a few things done. Then it can be local things, or I think the committee members before me were all in Cambodia doing stuff with. Uh, footballs and Celtic strips to give to schools and stuff. So we get lovely photographs of that. And one of the duties of, of the, uh, the fundraising is we've very little overheads and costs. So 100% of what comes in goes to charity, whether it's through memberships, merchandise. Um, so we, we get some uh, sponsors for merchandise that way. McGettigan's are good as well. But basically everything that comes in can go to uh, charity donations. More recently, we've been uh, working closely, uh, thanks through Jerry with uh, Celtic uh, uh, Foundation. Um, so that's that's uh, exciting. Some of the stuff going on there. 
And then historically, like of a couple of years ago, we bought uh, these virtual tickets for the Henrik Lugo match in 2017. So 67 uh, tickets for them. So that was a, a good donation to the foundation. And then uh, more recently this year, we were able to donate uh, 1967 or just under £2,000 uh, towards uh, Mary's Meals. So we got a kitchen in Malawi for for one of the schools. So we're really pleased with that. And uh, you know, a great response from the membership when they see uh, the fruits of, of what we've done uh, donation-wise. And then other things just to raise money, we do who's the first Who's the first goal scorer in a, during a match? You know, so we have a uh, ten dollars in for that kind of thing. And when's the first goal scored? It's usually Gary Cunning, one of our members, that always seems to win it. So uh, anyway, <laughs> but it's good fun, and a fair chunk of that goes to goes to uh, the, the charities as well. So probably similar to what you hear from other uh, CSEs, and it's a whole one of the big reasons we exist, I guess. Um, there's Harry again, uh, just. Another additional thing uh, about the charities uh, and Australia that uh, if, you know, a few years ago when the really bad flooding in Brisbane, uh, we, we contributed more than $5,000 uh, to go to the St. Vincent Hall. Or we gave it to the Celtic Supporters Club in Brisbane and they passed it on to the people who lost their house or lost it, you know, their life somebody's life or whatever. Uh, so we do have that uh, kind of connection with, uh, with CSCs in, in Australia. That's great to hear all these the charities and all the work you are doing. Like, as you said, the club was basically with our history of basically charities and that sort of stuff. It's what we do. We all dig in a little bit here and there where we can, so it's great to see that. That's why I asked that question because it's... You only tend to hear the bad stuff sometimes, but it's always good to get yourself a bit of a pat on the back or share the, what's happening. So from me, great job, guys. Keep it up. Thank you. Now, is your CSC linked to any local football clubs at all over in Singapore? Um, Sean here speaking again. Uh, at the moment, we're not directly kind of linked with any football club. Um, Singapore has a lot of uh, different football teams and I play for one myself, and it's actually more um, uh, our, our chairman. He's uh, he's very kind, and he sponsors the club in different in different ways and scenarios. So, for example, this year he uh, donated um, our uh, our full tops for the season, and um, that we could sell to members or whatever. So that was probably a direct link or uh, that we would have at the moment. Vice versa, no. But I do know in the past, um, before my time as a Singtem, we did have a football team. Um, so I'll just let Harry, because he's, he's the one who's been here to start, I'll just let him tell you a story about that. Um, before we, uh, well, tra- prior to uh, like the two OOA financial clubs, uh, the same times in Singapore, had, we had a fantastic football team. Uh, a lot of them were dads and plus their sons, you know, like 14-year-old, 15-year-olds, and playing for us as well. In, in two or three of the, the leagues in Singapore, not not in the primary league, but other leagues, and we won so many cups and competitions. Uh, you know, they were a, we had some really cracking players playing with them. I was a coach, of course, and that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Harry had all the coaching, <laughs> and that that helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Murphy, only... you, not Harry Murphy. There we go. That's what it's about. <laughs> we actually, it's on a little bit, but we actually had Andy Walker playing for us uh, one day, as I said, as, as, as a ringer. <laughs> That's about all I can say. He played as a ringer, but he loved it. Uh, so, uh, football-wise, it, it's sad. We really haven't done much uh, on the, as, as that because some of the guys in the committee are already committed, like Sean, whatever, to uh, to to. Some, but it, yeah, it's something we can look at. I think mm. you know, whatever. Uh, depending a lot on the membership, if we get people. I noticed quite a lot of our members, newer members, have got children, you know, the age of boys, the age of 14, 15, going into the secondary schools here. Uh, that might be a thing that we could look at as well, because there's not a great deal of opportunity for these kids to play professionally, not professionally, but to play competitively uh, in Singapore. Mm. Uh, and that's something, there is a league. But I think we could, it's something maybe down the line we can look at uh, supporting or, or promoting or whatever. Is that because York. there's not much, um, not a lot of clubs or because there's not a lot of fields or is it something completely different, like it's just different culture? Uh, really, the, the, yeah, I mean, there's the school's football here, but really the most international schools are not invited to play in the league, I don't know. Sean might yeah. <laughs> say that's not right, but as far as I'm aware, uh, before there was always uh, the you know the American school played the British school or played the UWC or played Sangoon uh, or whatever amongst themselves. It wasn't there wasn't really the the uh, opportunity mm. at that time. Mm. Maybe it's changed now, because, yeah, you know, my kids are a lot older. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, there's, there is a much better integration of uh, young guys now. There's a lot of the, the local Singaporean clubs have youth academies, and uh, uh, even a lot of the, the expat clubs try and run youth teams now. I think there is quite a lot of, you know, teams here now. I think it has changed quite a bit, um, which, you know, is definitely an opportunity for the Singtons and uh, a couple of our committee members, you know, uh, Kevin and Jerry would be delighted. There's a new already over 45 in the league, which they could probably uh, we could set up a team for that. Uh, but yeah, I think it is something that, you know, we've thought about in the past, but I guess it's just something we've never really um, uh, you know, aggressively pursued. There, yeah. there is one thing. There's a, there is a local uh, school, a very good school, it's a Michael school, uh, and they play in the hoops. There's teams play in the hoops every Saturday because of the, the, the all brothers, you know, that the run the school, you know, that, uh, yeah, yeah. and, and they, they play rugby, they play, you know, they play football as well, but mm-hmm. everything's in the hoops. I was yeah. quite amazed the first time I asked yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, what is it? <laughs> so, but it, 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 it's, something, it's something we can look at. Uh, I'm just loving the fact that they're wearing hoops. That's great. Like, good on you, St. Michael's, is it? That's that's my Singapore team now. There you go, done, sorted. Uh, Do you have any any stories from within your CSC that you'd like to share with us? Uh, 
Oh, oh Jesus. Where, where do we start on that one? Okay. <laughs> well, well let, let me go back to January 2011, when we had none other than the great Rod Stewart join us at Bojangles for a cup tie versus the Falker. We had to keep it a secret because right up until almost the day of the game, because if we'd let it known to the, the local press and whatever that Roy Rod Stewart was coming, you know, we'd have been absolutely surrounded by just Singaporeans this morning coming to you, I'm sure. So, one day I got a, I got a telephone call uh, from London and there was a girl and she said, uh, oh, I'm Roger Shure's secretary. I said, I, okay, very much. Put the phone down. <laughs> Two minutes later, a phone call and the man himself <laughs> said, hey, he said, this is, this is Roger Shure, definitely. <laughs> he said, hey, I'm coming into, uh, uh, I'm heading for Jakarta. Uh, to play uh, for for a concert, for one night concert and then going on to Australia and New Zealand. Uh, he said, but you know, you know, Harry, I'm mad keen supporter. Uh, can I look, can I join you? So I said, okay, it must be him really well, not right enough. So sure enough, that night, January 2011, about 11 o'clock at the night, kick off. The door opened, a bit the big car drew up, two jumped out, it was a bull rod. Right. <laughs> and he came and he was absolutely fantastic. And the joint we we we'd already told the members that they passed it on to somebody because Angles was absolutely jam packed that night. It was jumping. My son had done with his volunteer to to the video and the audio of the thing. It was really fantastic. And I must admit, Rod Sure is a great guy. He gave so much of his time. In the, the only thing he said was, please don't ask me to sing. He said, if I sing and I got a sore throat or, you know, an infection in my throat, my insurance company, my management will be really upset. So anyway, he joined in that night. It was, it was you know, it was a game versus Polka. It wasn't really much of a, a cup final. We won, I can't remember, three one or something. But he spent every single minute of his time talking to people, photographing with people, you know, signing autographs. And at the end of the night, when his car drew up, he said he paid the bill for the whole bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For that that whole night. So, I mean, uh, uh, he was really fantastic. Uh, and we've got the photos. And we've got the photos in the same tops to prove it, Harry. Oh, I've got so many photographs. You won't believe it. <laughs> I've got one hug. I've got a great one of them really hugging me. And somebody said to me, "Do you think he's bisexual?" <laughs> Harry has washed in. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. And I said to Harry or Roger. <laughs> anyway, um, we've had 
quite a few personalities uh, come to us uh, and join us uh, in the club. Um, we had, apart from, we had Brian Quinn. If you remember, Brian was the chairman of Celtic uh, Football Club, and uh, he was also uh, advisor to the Singapore government, and he was the deputy governor of the Bank of England. So anyway, he came, he called to say he was here, and we had dinner with him also in the Penguin Club, uh, and it was a fantastic night with him. He was he was really good. Uh, this was just after uh, Martin Neal left the club because of his wife's illness and things. Uh, a lot, a lot of things to say about uh, uh, Martin Neal. Many of them were good. Most of them were good things. A few of them weren't so, you know, so good. We're not good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the financially mainly. Oh. So anyway, so we also had uh, Gordon Strachan, who was here. Gordon was the manager of Leeds United at the time. There was a seven-a-side international competition going on in Singapore. Uh, and Raymond Sparks, who's quite a well-known uh, agent uh, in Singapore uh, or in Scotland, uh, Raymond brought a team over the seven, he's about 11 guys, uh, plus their wives. Uh, so he was here uh and Rod, uh, but Gordon Strachan, uh, that was the same time as Andy Walker <laughs> played as a ringer for the same time. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, Andy, Andy, he, he did play for the, the same times in this competition, and then he went straight on to play for Scotland in the afternoon. Andy enjoyed it, but Big Raymond wasn't too chuffed. <laughs> I was playing him, and I, he had me up against the wall. I think <laughs> I can remember. <laughs> so that is as far as that part of his concern. The, the uh, are we moving on now to your greatest memory? Yeah, it was going to be my next one. What's the most memorable match or greatest memory that your CSC's hosted, and why? What I'd like to do with that one is, I'm sure yeah. all five of you would have your own different opinion on that. So if we just want to go around, basically around the table and everyone okay. says, say, it'd be a great way to uh, get different views and different stories uh, on what's happened. Okay. My personal greatest memory was the 62 humping of the Huns uh, under Mons management. We, at that time in Singapore, as I said before, there was very little coverage of Scottish football, even English football, not so much, only on a Sunday. But we had, we got together, and this was the very first time the second team got together for, for a, a, a Celtic Leaders game. We had to travel, it wasn't shown in Singapore, so we had to travel to uh, Johor Bahru in Malaysia, just across the border. Uh, we had to travel there. Uh, Singapore wasn't showing it. We went into this small pub, uh, and it was empty. And when we walked in, you know, and we, somebody had called ahead and said, "Can we? Can you take us?" So in we went. <laughs> it was 
empty when we arrived, but the word obviously got out amongst the locals. And so many locals arrived and began betting on the final score. I mean, we were 3 up, 3 one up. It was really incredible. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, uh, all the locals, you know, asked for our shirts and all, asked for our scarves and asked for the things. And how, what was the name of the songs that we were singing, how the words were chanting. They were brilliant. It was absolutely good. Uh, and they began betting. Sorry, they began betting on the final score. So a lot of money was <laughs> made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the final thing about it was the Malaysians and the Singapore Immigration and Customs didn't know what hit them <laughs> when we swept through the flags and banners and songs. <laughs> it was a fantastic night. That was probably one of my best. Uh, our best uh, nights. Uh, Grant here. Mine was uh, when we won the treble and Rogic scored. We were upstairs in the Gerrigans in the mold room and we had 67 people there, I counted them. And it was just a magic, magical night. It really was. And folks bouncing up and down. I had my boss over from Houston. And all I remember, the only thing I can remember him saying, because I didn't see him the whole night. He was in amongst other folks jumping around dancing at the end. The only thing I remember in the taxi on the way home was uh, he just said, well, Grant, that was something else. <laughs> and uh, kind of said it all. That, that was my favourite. Just stunning. Mine was, we played a game. You know, I can't remember what name it was, what year it was. Like, um, but it was against strangers. Like, they were Rangers at the time before they died, became zombies. Um, yes, and it is. I know you're with that, Jared. I've listened to another podcast. Jerry nearly jumped through the speaker there, didn't he? <laughs> so, so in Stepco, and I was very young, and there was a time that we had the enclosure, or they had the enclosure at, at uh, Ibrox, where Celtic Sports was a little section uh, below the stand. And the nice people above it just kept spitting on you. So we played a game, and um, so we didn't go on out. Pretty sure we didn't go on out. I can't remember the year. But I was there with my brother, Gerard, who is also my hero. And I love him a bit. He's <laughs> a huge Celtic man. In fact, he's a... came here to... So he came here in his 50th birthday. And um, he arrived on the 2nd of September, and we were playing Sebco on the 2nd of September that night. So he was here in, in enough time. <clears throat> so he arrived, whirlwind, came in, got him, and shivered straight off to the Think Tank. Um, so we were in the Think and he is the most wonderful 50th birthday <laughs> that you could ever imagine. But anyway, back to the so that was the 1-0 night, like, was when Nitchum scored. It was yeah. the first one last uh, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Things of the same. Yeah, yeah. So we were there in the enclosure, and the first goal, so we're in 1-0. The first goal was Anton Rogan. <laughs> <head up. laughs> and a deflection by Walker. 
I don't want to walk in now, but the pressure of his chest into the, the, the goal. And that was the equalised, I believe. The most memorable thing was Paul McStay scored a screamer. Absolute screamer. And I was very close to him. To win. And we eventually won the league. And he ran over to the crowd. And he just ran over, totally emotional. And he just went down in his knees. That's the most memorable thing that I've ever seen in the the one where he's on his knees in that picture, that every, the iconic picture? He knows Jared, yeah. Oh, do you want? No, my favourite growing up, so yeah, I know the one you're talking about. The, the emotion was absolutely unbelievable. And that was just, oh, I couldn't believe it. So, for me, that's the most memorable game I've ever been to. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think my one, uh, Jerry, for the CSC, it's hard, you know, when you're being a member of a club for so long, uh, there's so many good ones. Um, the first, I think, two years, I remember at St. Tim's, uh, we didn't win the league. It was the last two times that the Southwood won the league. And then, uh, mm. So the first year we won the league, uh, it was a 6-0 game away at Kilmarnock. That was a special night. St. Tim's was, was bent in that night. And then many other memories. But I think, you know, I have to pick probably uh, one of the games in the Rogers era, and I'd probably say... Um, the, the first 5-1 game because if you remember the yeah. previous one they've beaten us um, yeah, yeah. in the in the semi-final and you know what there's nothing like a game or a, a Glasgow derby when you know you've lost the last, last one and you you know you, the blood's up and everyone wants to go out and just make sure they absolutely you know, smash them and um, the way we, uh, that they made the statement that we we pumped them 5-1 and uh, you know Dembele came on the yeah. scene and uh that was a magic night then, and then the yeah. thing, and it was, it was you know, packed to the rafters. That was when we were in the old pub, with four jangles, and you can only probably fit about 50 or 60 in there, and there was probably at least. So, Jerry brought pies over, was it? That? I think not. That was one we <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> so, I think I think that, that, that was a brilliant night, and you know, uh, again, same with Grant, you know, that, that time when we feel the, tre- the treble with Roger, I think that was just sheer relief because you just thought we'd gone the whole season without without losing and you thought we're not going to fuck it up now. And then when he scored, it was, it was more relief, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was, you know, the so so my most memorable match, as you can possibly tell, Jared, uh, was the night of the pies. So I'm I'm an Australian citizen as you can as you can no as you can as you can no doubt no doubt tell. So there is a there's a Scottish butcher in Maroubra, uh, just in, just south of Sydney, and my son was coming up with uh, one of his friends, and we're going to go and watch Celtic Sevco, and I said I'd. I'd phoned the Scottish butcher and I'd ordered a hundred pies. So, you know, my son's going to pick up the pies and he's going, holy sh- holy, where am I going to put these, Dad? And I was like, empty everything in the freezer at home, take it all out, and he's going, oh, I've got all this stuff my mum's prepared for me. We've been living in Singapore, well, we've only got one kid. He was living in his own in Sydney. He's, he's going, I've got all this stuff my mum's prepared. I said, throw it all out, make sure the pies are cold, get them in, uh, in cool bags, uh, and come up to Singapore, so kind of furiously waiting for these pies to arrive in, in Singapore, Scottish pies, get to the pub, and they had no cap- no capability to cook these pies at all, and Celtic playing yeah. Sevco, and there's a pizza, sh- pizza shop just at the back, so I've gone through the guy, and I said, can you keep these cook these pies, and he said, are they halal? And I said, well, they're lamb, I don't know if they're halal or not, and he said, well, you can cook them <laughs> yourself. 
You can cook them yourself. So these guys were all watching the game, first half of the game. I was through in a pizza shop, putting 100 pies through a pie oven, three t- or through a pizza oven, three times before I got the pies. I'd, I'd ordered, uh, I'd called the H- H- HP sauce. So at half time, I've walked about with all these pies. Everyone's just going, oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> and I was, so that was that was my most memorable game because I, I didn't watch the first half. I was, uh, I was cooking pies. They were very nice, though, Jerry. Yeah. going to end up with pies being thrown around or something like that. But no, well, good little ending. It was a bit of a mess. <laughs> All right, so um, we've got the huddle down under in June 2020 down here in Melbourne. Have you heard of it? And are any of your members from the CSC planning on attending? Yeah, good question. So the uh, I am Australian, as I said, so I, I haven't been at huddle down there and. Uh, and it's something we should pu- we should probably publicise. It is our twentieth year anniversary. Uh, we should probably call out uh, first and foremost, and you know, and and to, uh, you know, respect obviously to, to Harry as a founding, founding member of, of the club. It's an important year for us. Uh, it'd be nice uh, to have some members down in uh, in Melbourne. It is this year, right? So uh, in twenty twenty, uh, as as I think as Grant alluded to earlier on, we, we're also uh, we had the Celtic Foundation out here. Uh, about six weeks ago now, I think we uh, we had uh, Tony and, and Jane from the Celtic Foundation now, and they're looking at potentially doing something in Singapore in September of next year. So we're hopeful that that something will happen, and and we can have uh, a whole bunch of the Aussie boys uh, up here uh, next year uh, again. And I know that uh, David from the KLCSC spoke about this as well, and we're keen to support our, our friends uh, at the at Bangkok CSC on the 13th uh, of March uh, next year uh, when they're hosting a night with uh, with a, a few ex-Celtic players and, uh, and you know, potentially the event in Penang as well, uh, which is across St. Patrick's uh, Day. So there's, I think, there's going to be a lot happening uh, next year in terms of, you know, Celtic supporters, sorry, from around the region. So, you know, we'd, we'd certainly be keen to come down. I mean, I've, I've never actually been to a Melbourne CSC. I've been to the Sydney CSC personally many times, and we've we've certainly had some of our uh, members attend uh, games uh, down in Melbourne and, and Sydney uh, across across the years. But you know, it, it would be it would be great to get down uh, in June and and hang out with you guys down in Melbourne. Next year is going to be chaos with all the uh, all throughout Southeast Asia. You've got the, uh, as you said, the ones in Thailand in March, and you've got Huddle yeah. Down Under in June. And if you guys are doing something in September, be something yeah. every three months. What a party that's going to be! Indeed, uh, indeed. Going in, going yeah. into the tender row season too. Jeez, full on. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to build up the brownie points, mate. Good, <laughs> <laughs> Jared. One of my uh, objectives and my ambitions was to try to get to form a, a much closer relationship between uh, the Australian CSCs and the Asian CSCs uh, to equal something that goes on in Las Vegas. Uh, Every what two years or whatever, uh, and you guys have your own down under uh, ex- exhibition, which is really very good for what. But we would love to be a part of that. Uh, maybe some year 
been held in Singapore or offshore Singapore somewhere, uh, Batam or whatever. Uh, that was that. It's never happened, but I really would love to see it uh, become become. You know, you guys in in this Australia have got a fantastic reputation. Uh, we would love to join our reputation with you guys as well. It's great to hear because yeah, like the way I look at it is like I've been a a few like about probably four or five of the. I think we've got eight CSCs over here. I've been to probably half of them myself. And, yeah, there's, like, everyone's friendly and accommodating. And then doing these podcasts, for me, it's great because I'm learning more about it. And if, at the end of the day, we can all work closer together, then it's better for everyone. So, yeah, I'll be happy to put you in touch with people if, if you uh, need contacts or anything like that to make it happen. So, yeah, let's all work together for that. Sorry, Jared. Have you been up to the Brisbane Southern Sports Club or...? Yeah, I was up there for the last uh, Glasgow Derby. Yeah, I'm going to be there this December. December 29th, I'll be down in Brisbane. So I've already touched base with them, just over Facebook. But yeah, I'm uh, hoping, to get, hoping to get down to there. I think they're in some Jubilee Hotel, I think. Is where Queen they're Street, they're in Queen Street, the hotel in, Queen, in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The Jubilee Hotel in Fortitude Valley. It's a good setup there. They've got a big beer garden out the back and everything. Oh, and sorry, sorry, uh, Jared. Just, just one thing. I've, I've been back and forward uh, earlier today. Uh, I, I so, so I, I run the. So I do Facebook, and by default, I do Messenger as well. Grant runs Twitter for us. I'm now doing Instagram uh, for us. Sean runs the the WhatsApp uh, group. But I was, uh, I was back and forward to a guy, forward a, a guy called James McCaffrey. Uh, today, who's who runs the CSC in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, I told him we we're doing this call tonight. So I said I'd give a shout out to him. He's probably going to listen to it later on, and I'm sure they'd be happy to talk to you uh, at some point if you want to talk to the the Bobby Murdoch CSC from Phoenix, Arizona. That would be great. So you just said you got your Twitter, your Facebook, and Instagram. Do you want to just give them all a bit of a plug as well? Sure. So Sing Tim's on uh, on on Facebook, obviously. Sing Tim's on uh, on Twitter. Sing Tim's on Instagram, which I only set up a couple of days ago. We decided at a committee meeting that we needed to, as you can probably tell by most of us, we're not the youngest fellas in the in the planet, and particularly not Harry. Uh, so we we decided we were going to try and go. You know, we're we're still trying to print papers uh, in Singapore and send them out to people. It's not quite working for us. Uh, so yeah, so look, uh, updates on a, a weekly basis, uh, predominantly about games and the games we're showing and and you know the times they're on. Uh, I mean, most people in Singapore know uh, that they are on in, in Megatigans, but uh, as as many people have said, we get a whole we we do get a very uh, we get a lot of uh, passing. A trade, if you like, if I can call it that. People coming through from uh, from Glasgow, from Ireland, from wherever that are Celtic fans uh, and looking for a game. So yeah, you know, we, you'll always have updates on uh, on Facebook and Twitter and uh, and Instagram on on certainly what's happening game wise uh, from the Sync Times. All right. So um, with that, you got anything else you want to talk? Like any, you got any events coming up or any? Things like that on the go, or 
yeah, Christmas parties always uh, always good fun, always a good laugh. Uh, Kevin Kevin runs events, so I think we've got a, a horse racing night coming up before the end of the year. We've got uh, the Christmas party uh, coming up before the end of the year. Getting into next year uh, again, uh, it's been our 20 year uh, anniversary. Where uh, we we plan and going uh, dates to be confirmed, but uh, do a couple of golf days uh, and and stuff like that. So. So there's always something happening in Singapore. There's always uh, Celtic sports about to have a have a laugh and a crack with. All right. So with that, we'll uh, call it a day on this podcast. Uh, thanks for your time, Sean, Harry, Kevin, Jerry, and Grant. Appreciate it. Everyone, give yeah. Sing Tim's a follow on the social medias on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your time, guys. It's been a pleasure learning more about your your CSC. No worries. Thank you. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah. 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 Yeah.